Welcome to 15 Minutes on the Way, Season 8, Into Exile. If you're a first-time listener, you really owe it to yourself to start at the beginning. You can find Episode 1 of Season 1 easily at 15minutesontheway.com. Otherwise, if you're already on the way with us, welcome back. I've missed you, friend. Here is today's story. Before exile comes to an end here in a moment, at least for some of our children, there's too much going on to just let Cyrus come in and redraw all the maps without a little processing of the spiritual aspects of it all. Let us return at the end of this particular physical exile to the theme of exile in all of human existence to this point, densely woven into the arc of your story with us, starting with Adam and Eve's exile from our presence in Eden, on through to exile's ultimate end when we are face to face with you again upon the full completion of the Abra plan. I am always happy to remind you that this ultimate goal is what we are working toward, as we can't wait. Actually, we can and are, obviously, but you get the idiom. We can hardly wait to see you face to face when all the exile of human existence is finally done away with and we are together with you. It will be the day most worth waiting for ever. Until then, though, exile is unpleasant. Of course it is. By definition, it is a withdrawal and removal from home and all the good to be found there. There is also good to be found in exile, though, good that cannot be found in other places, good forged in lessons learned, in understanding gained that cannot be discovered in the ease and plenty of home. There's far more to it than a scrappy wisdom earned by overcoming challenging circumstances, for at its heart, exile is a tutor aimed at recognizing the beauty and worth of both that which is lost for a time and of that which is to be gained on the other side of exile. It is the very unsettledness of exile that is the catalyst in the learning lab. Israel has learned things about the nature of life and of me that we told them before, but they didn't hear. Things that just didn't sink in with a mere lecture format. Things of the nature of life they have found that goodness and joy and bounty do not just happen. They are fostered and born as a complex result of all manner of blessing at our hands stretching from land ownership to seed and soil quality, to precipitation amounts, to economic stability, to political peace and kind governance, to name only a few. They have learned that I am holy. Of course, I told them so. I told them so with every statute for their behavior, with every detail required for the tabernacle with every measurement for the temple, every triumph over every kingdom and its gods, with every festival, every Sabbath, every fresh and dewy morning, I told them that to be my people, 
they had to walk on the way, not just in ethic, but in exclusive relationship with me. I told them that joining into this special covenant with them enabled me to pour out blessing and purpose and meaning upon them, but that a sundering of that covenant would require the removal of these things. They have learned in their infidelity and the consequence it brought that all I say is true and is motivated by deep underlying purpose not just for them but for all humanity. It is no arbitrary whim that moves the course of nations such as the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, or those who will follow them. It is our intense intent to draw those nations out of universal exile into our presence once again, once and for all. That intent drives it all. And so now they learn that I am merciful, that I am able and required to render justice, but then am able to pardon, to give another chance, a fresh start, even though it be for the umpteenth time, that this new beginning is of our making and not theirs is clear, as it comes through no device or machination on their part. Not one of our children, not even a prophet, has anything to do with Cyrus's policies or the edict with which he ends Israel's exile and thus propels forward the Abra plan. They learn that because of our mercy, they will be in the home we promised them, not because they've earned it, but because we are giving it to them. Of course, you're not getting out of this episode without turning all that on yourself. The goodness and joy and bounty of your life does not just happen. They are fostered and born as a complex result of all manner of blessing at our hand stretching from the spectacular world I have made for you to live in to the talents I have woven into you, the family into which you were born, the habitat that family is in, and on and on. Though a few of you are only now learning of my holiness and hearing my call to walk on the way, most of you have learned of me from your earliest days. Though the call given you may have been a bit lopsided in its focus, there's always been a tendency to focus on the smaller matter of looming punishment rather than on the larger issues of rescue and restoration. Despite the previous lopsided focus, in the very least, you have known the rudimentary truths of avoiding the corrupting gods and idols of your neighbors and walking with us instead. As time has gone on, you have learned not just from lecture on these matters, but from the laboratory of life. As stated at the start of our journey herein, the owner's manual is named such because of its direct connection to your original design and the optimal functioning of human life. Jargon that all says that a life lived on the way is the best and the happiest, with Tom as a map for the route. And so, when you've walked in ways in which your life wasn't designed or intended to go, consequences have kicked in. 
You know all about this, but it bears repeating because part of you really likes to forget or at least ignore this part. And if you ignore the warning messages being sent to you by lesser consequences, then larger ones kick in. We are talking about all levels of life here, relational, physical, spiritual, emotional. You don't need us to point out examples in your relationships where you've seen consequences build from your selfishness and pride. Even now, your first thought is how your relationship was marred by the other person's selfishness and pride and not your own. Now bring that home instead. You may have experienced the compounding effects to your body in your abuse of it through alcohol, smoking, drugs, gluttony, lack of exercise, or had your spirit cloud and darken through negativity, hatred, and unforgiveness. As they were for Israel, those lower-level consequences are meant to be wake-up calls, to serve as reminders to stick with us. And also, as with Israel, if lower-level consequences are ignored and destructive patterns go on without any reversal, then consequence builds and ends in exile of one kind or another. Peace and joy are certainly lost, as are relationships, jobs, homes, sometimes even life itself. Ask those in recovery from addiction about the role of exile in their lives. It is only when the consequences of their actions reach the stage of exile, when the only worse and lower state they could live in would be to not live at all that they turned to us with more than half-hearted allegiance and set their lives back in our hands and on the way. You don't have to wake up and find yourself in a 12-step group to know exile, for until the full and final completion of the Abra plan, you are in exile of one degree or another from us. If you are on the way with us, you are exiled to a far lesser extent than those who do not yet know me. Those who know me and are either hiding or running from me are actually closer to us than they think, regardless of the extent of your exilic experience. We are always working toward lessening it, working on calling you out of it and toward us. But just as the Israelites ignored the easy way, you've often not listened well either. We loved them too much, and we love you too much to shield you from the consequence of exile. You are far too precious to be abandoned. Plus, there is more to your influence than you know, and just as Israel is saved to carry the Abra plan forward to future generations that include you, you are saved to carry our rescue to those that come after you as well. Your rescue is certainly about how treasured you are to me, but it's also about those you don't know yet whom you will help on the way. In her compromise with the forces of the world around her, Israel had forgotten who she was. Her distinctiveness as my chosen and beloved nation had given way to just another status, just another country trying to make its way on the planet.
Just another economic and political grouping negotiating the wiles and ways of trade and war. Just another people getting by just like the neighbors next door. Similarly, your identity and purpose are lost when comfort becomes the greatest goal in your life. When you are reduced to seeing yourself as just another person trying to make their way in the world. When you take your eyes off of us and the great arc of our walk with you as a person and as a people, just as Israel did. And so, wherever you may find yourself in this moment in terms of your distance from us, know that we are not about to leave you there unless you insist on staying. As we are about to see, there were many who chose to remain in Babylon because they had grown so comfortable there. Cyrus did not force them to restore their identity as our chosen people. Neither will we force you to walk on the way. We issue the call, and we are ready to send you your own Ezra or Nehemiah as Eric, Erica, Nicole, or Nick. So here it is. You don't need Cyrus. I am right here. Come with me. Look around and see the exile you've gotten into and head home to us. In her coming return from exile, Israel is about to take some important steps that show the way back to the way. Track with those steps and you'll be well on your way. In fact, you can get started right now, because the first step is the most important one. Hearing our call. Actually, it's listening to and following our call, doing something your habitat has set as anathema to sound thinking, obeying me. Israel heard Cyrus's decree. You've heard our call to come back or get started with us for the first time. Again, Many in Israel chose not to heed Cyrus's call and stayed in place, as will some of you, too. Too comfortable in the ways of the world and the deceptive ease of your exile. Others, though, have had enough exile for one lifetime. Decide to come back. Choose today. Choose now. It's actually a decision you'll need to make on a daily basis, given your human tendency to take everything for granted and slip into a life of reacting to external stimuli instead of living intentionally and thoughtfully on a course defined by your identity as my son or my daughter. But your primary decision to follow me has to come before those daily choices do. The Israelites leaving Babylon don't know what their new life is going to look like. They know what we did in the past with and for them, and they know they are being called to return to home and us. They know that none of the comforts to which they have grown accustomed in Babylon have any lasting importance compared to that which awaits them. 
the life of purpose, fulfillment, and joy in knowing they will be living out their best fate as our children, walking with us on the way, fulfilling their greatest destiny and carrying rescue to the nations as a result. None of the exilic comforts to which you have become accustomed have any lasting importance compared to the life of purpose, fulfillment, and joy to which I call you now. Know that walking with me on the way is your best unsurpassed destiny as my daughter, my son, my boy, my girl. Then, just as our call to Israel is not only that they come to us, but also that they serve as a vessel of rescue to the nations, our call to you is not only one to restore you to the fullness of life, but it is also a call for you to serve as a vessel of rescue to what amounts to the nations around you in your life, your neighbors, co-workers, family members, friends, the guy at the coffee shop, your hairdresser, your mechanic, you get the picture. We'll unpack that aspect of our call much further in the next project, but want you to know all along that as we call you to the way, it is very much about our love for you in your singular particularity in all of time, and about our similar love for everyone else out there in their uniqueness as well. We called Israel to be our own and to carry rescue to the nations. We call you to be our own and to carry rescue to your neighbors. Don't freak out about that part. For now, just realize or remember that this is not simply a call to self-fulfillment but one that makes you a force of blessing and even destiny in the lives of those you love. A call to such depth of meaning and purpose that once you stand in the midst of it, you will wonder what took you so long to take that decisive step. So whether you're teetering on the brink for the first time, or you've been with us quite a while but are taking everything that's great about us and you for granted, or you've turned your back on the way and run as far from it and us as you think you can get but are somehow still listening at this point, snap out of it and come with me already. We gave you another road map earlier in the whole Egypt debacle. Seek us out. Speak your mind to us in prayer. Tell us you want to get on or come back to the way. Process things with someone who is maturely on the way. When our call comes to you, listen well and step out in faithful, obedient reliance upon it. Don't wait until you have your act together or have everything figured out. Honestly, that's never going to happen, even on your best of days. The important thing is to get moving in the right direction, ours. Whether we are calling you to bloom or move, to bloom right there where you're planted for now, or to step out boldly to a different place, if you do either in answer to our call, you can rest assured that we are with you, and that everything is going to be more than fine. <laughs>
No matter the challenge, we are going to carry you through even as we carry Israel. And not only will you be the infinitely better for it, so will the nations. Turn off the podcast. Turn off your phone. Then tell me about where you are and where you sense we are calling you. The next episode can wait until tomorrow.